Welcome to the Covering All Bases podcast, where we're going to discuss everything that baseball and softball players and parents need to know in order to play at the next level, whether that be high school, college, or professional. This podcast is hosted by me, TJ Moffitt, professor of kinesiology and baseball strength and conditioning coach at Cal State Bakersfield and owner of Moffitt Training Systems, and Bobby Mattia, the owner of the Bakersfield Baseball Academy and Bakersfield Braves Baseball Club. This episode of the Covering All Bases podcast is brought to you by Moffitt Training Systems. Moffitt Training Systems is an online strength and conditioning service that delivers the highest quality strength and conditioning programs to enhance the physical development of baseball and softball players. Training is delivered directly to you right on your phone with videos and written descriptions as well as access to our coaches. Check out Moffitt Training Systems today and take your game to the next level with the best physical development out there. Yeah, so there's uh, 1,700 colleges that have baseball. That's NCAA Division One, Division Two, Division Three, NAI, and Junior College. So what is really the likelihood of a high school baseball player going on to play college baseball? I mean, I don't know. They're prepared. If they're prepared, you know, a high percentage of them. What do you mean by prepared? Um, you know, are they in physical? Well, I guess, first of all, we need to go academic. Yeah, we have to first. <laughs> if they're academics. academically ready. Yeah, you need an eligible 2.0 high school degree and all the other. You're, you know, all of your high school requirements. Yeah, your high school requirements. School. Yeah, perfect. And, so I, I would... There's 1,700. It's a, they have to be prepared physically. You know, some kids aren't mentally prepared to leave for college, so they go to their local junior college, which is a, you know, a good choice. Um, I speaking, you know, from a local standpoint, I try to tell the boys all the time: if you're not academically ready to go to a four-year, Bearsville College is a great choice for you. It's right here. You can grow, become the man that they send a lot of kids on to four years. And then if yeah. you are ready to go to four year, your first choice should be Cal State Bakersfield. It's your local your local four year. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, they offer, you know, the opportunity to play in the big West, you know, they get a good fan base. They, I, I, I person on a personal standpoint, I tell the kids, if you can't get into a four year BC should be your first choice. If you can, can't get into a four year Cal State should be your first choice. But then that recruiting process starts if you want to go somewhere else and some kids, I know I'm like random right here, but some kids need to go away. Yeah. You know, they have to go away to grow and, and you know, they just need to become more independent. young men or young women, you know? Yeah. To become more independent, maybe, you know, it's a good development for them. You don't have to go far, but yeah. you can still go away and develop. You know, we have kids go as far as, you know, Providence, Rhode Island, Gina Rossi back in the yeah. day. That's pretty far. Yeah, that's not a, that's not like, close at all. No, no, but you know, getting people to understand when kids go away far, especially parents understanding, like kids, you could go away two hours. I mean, you know, two hours I went, away. I went away two and a half hours. Got it. So, yeah. so you're the great example of that. It's you're two and a half hours away, and their parents are like, "Okay, that's good. You know, we'll get to see them." No, you're not seeing your kid. They have such a stringent schedule on them that they can't come home. For two and a half hours and when you're a kid the last thing you want to do is spend five hours on a road one day 
to go home and do your laundry. That doesn't make any sense, but I'm just saying, yeah, you know, so, so the kids and now, you know, you hypothetically, it's like I tell people, kids go to school in Oregon. It takes you longer to get home from Oregon than it does from Chicago. And people are like, how is that even possible? And I'm like, well, it takes two hours and 15 minutes to fly from Chicago to LA and two hours and 15 minutes to drive home from LA. So that's four and a half hours. It only took you to get home. Yeah. If you're driving home from Oregon, it's 12 hours. Like, you know, and people are like, that's There's, almost further. That's, no, <laughs> yeah, you're going to fly from Oregon. I know, but then you fly from Oregon from nowhere in Oregon. Does it fly into Bakersfield? It flies into LA or yeah. San Francisco. And, yeah. and you're just it's still like, a trip. It's yeah. It's, it's a, you're still coming home less. I personally went to school in Idaho and I can remember, you know, flying from Twin Falls, Idaho to Salt Lake City to Los Angeles to have my parents come pick me up. That was a freaking journey, man. Yeah. It was like, you know, you're not going to do that. No, I did it often. at Thanksgiving and I did it at Christmas. That was it. You know, yeah. I didn't do it any other time. So, and it was, you know, being a. Those 19, are really your only off times as a college baseball player. Yes. You're, you get you're in school, yeah. you're, you're in fall ball, and then you get Thanksgiving break, finals, Christmas break. And then you're back at it for college baseball season. You're not coming home during college baseball season. No, no, no. You don't even, that's not even an option. Not you even don't, close. Uh, when you, when you talk about, you know, the junior colleges outside California and the, the junior colleges in California, I'm pretty sure play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So you're trying to fix stuff on Wednesday, Friday, you give the kids off Sunday and the kids do, you know, they'll get a Sunday off or something, but the kids that are struggling, you know, they're out, they're, they, they're out grinding on yeah. Sunday. They're taking their hacks, taking ground balls, trying to fix, you know, what went wrong in the week. And you just don't have time, you know, from a parent standpoint, we have to make the time to go see our kids. They're not going to make the time to come see us, you know. Yeah, it's, their, it's their point in life to do something. Yeah, they just really don't, yeah, the last thing they want many is direction. To do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just want, you know, the last thing they want is the dad telling them what they're doing, struggling, hitting, and they're not yeah. even watching, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because and then if you're in the NCAA, you're playing most Tuesdays, and then you're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, exactly. and then you're off on Monday, but you still got classes. Exactly. And Plus that's you're on that's the road one thing. every couple weeks. Yeah, the no, that, that's the one thing that that people, you know, you, you talk to the kids and they they the NCAA majority. We'll just talk Division One because yeah. that's a it's easier. They play Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And when I was in college, we had practice on Monday. And I'm telling you right now, we flew in from Oklahoma on Sunday night. Yeah, you know, we got home. We got back to Vegas at one in the morning. And we had to be at weights at six and go to class and do our stuff. And then we had practice that afternoon somewhere. I'm going to guess maybe Oh six, Oh eight, somewhere in there. The NCAA stepped in and said, okay, no Monday practices. So you have to have one, one full off day and travel days don't count as a full off day. Right. So, so they banged it and said, all right, no Mondays, which I think is really good for the kids, but, you know, people, you still go do your workout. You still go do your yeah. stuff. It just is not. Yeah, there's still openings practice. to go train. They yes. still go out and, and hit. They still yeah. go out. There's just not an official years. three or four hour practice. Yeah. They can't call that. And yeah, uh, especially the guy who's pitching on Friday or Saturday, they still got to throw. They still have to do all of their work to stay on their cycle. Yeah, they're on a cycle. Everything's a cycle. And that's what, you know, kids being able to go to college for parents 
I think that's the biggest plus is that you, your child, your daughter, your son, they develop a cycle, a routine. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing as parents, we're always trying to get our, I mean, you hear it all the time. The kid's a, a baby. Like, I'm just trying to get them on a routine. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that, we're still doing it at 18, 19, 20 years old. Get them on a routine. Um, I remember when I was coaching in college, I thought, I didn't, rem I didn't remember it being that, that stringent, that, you know, time consuming because we just did what we did. But when I went to coaching college, our boys' days were Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We had weights at six in the morning. The kids were in the weight room at six. They worked out maybe till 7.15. Yeah. They would go and shower and they would go to the cafeteria and they would eat breakfast and they'd go to class. All the kids had class at eight. Um, they would be done at 11.50. It was like, you know, 50, 55 minute classes. They took their classes. They would go to the cafeteria. They'd have their lunch and they'd head out to the field and we'd start practice. We had early outs at 1.30 or 1.15. Not every day, but, you know, broken up into smaller groups. And then we started practice at two and we were done at five 30 and kids had assignments and they would clean the field and then the kids would shower and then they would go have dinner. And then we had study hall from seven to nine and it was mandatory. And I remember saying to my boss who was my coach when I played and I said to him, man, this is, I don't remember it being stringent, you know, this yeah. so time consuming when I, and he said it was, you just didn't realize it. And I said, we take up so much of their day. And he goes, listen, it's real. And this guy is a phenomenal, phenomenal human being and a phenomenal baseball coach, more human being than anything. And he had said, listen, they have free time from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. If they screw up in that time frame, they are going to be screw ups anyways. And I, I remember as a coach just thinking, wow, like you're so true. Like if you're yeah. going to mess up, you can only mess up from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. Man, if you gave that kid some yeah. freedom at four in the five in the afternoon, oh, God yeah. knows what was going to happen. Yeah, I you, rob a bank. You, you don't you're, even know. Like, <laughs> you're you're going to lose that kid real quick. That's what I mean. You know, and you try to, yeah. parents have to understand that. When when your kid says he screwed up in college, like he really screwed up. Like, because yeah. we take so much of their time, we don't give them opportunities to screw up. Yeah. And then they screw up anyways. And you're just like. Okay, son or daughter, do do we need to have a talk. Yeah, we need to have like a you're, serious... you're trying to screw up. Yeah, exactly. You're making an effort for it. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, it's kind of cute though when you think about it because you go from it from the parental standpoint of it. Like, all right, Billy, you're ready to take on the world, and you know, I, I'm, i God's honest truth. I've we've sent kids home after the first weekend. Yeah, because they just the first weekend. Like we laid out the ground rules for them, said, don't do this. Yeah. And they just, within 48 hours, those were the they only did things it. they yeah. did. <laughs> yes. And you're just like, okay, I don't even have time for this. Mm -hmm. that, that's probably like my, my biggest, I heard a good piece of advice. A kid asked, one of our younger kids asked one of the older kids one day, you got any advice going to school? Yeah. Any advice for me? And he said, yeah. Be the first kid on the field, be the last kid to leave, and don't be a disruption in school. Mm -hmm. And the kid actually looked at him and was like, what do you mean? And he said, be the first kid that shows up for whenever there's a team thing. Yeah. Be the last kid to walk out, whatever it is, and don't ever have a teacher have to call your coach. They don't yeah. want to babysit you. No. 
And you shouldn't have to. But the, well, but no, they're, no, hundred percent. I, I'll be honest. I was probably one of those kids who got babysitted a little bit. Yeah, I you had know. teammates that we we had to make sure that. Right, and it's not. But you take a little, uh, a little accountability. I guess that that's probably the biggest thing we yeah. talk about at the baseball school all the time. Just be accountable. Be be, be accountable when you screw up. It's okay. Yeah, you're gonna. Nobody's hundred percent, and every kid's gonna screw up. And it's not. We want baby screw ups. Yeah, mini screw ups. You know, yeah, little mini yeah. screw ups. Just little mini screw ups so that you can learn from them. And uh, it's the big screw ups that you just can't come back from. And the bad part is, I, I struggle with this, is when a kid does have a screw up and he ends up leaving a school, it's almost like a tattoo on your forehead. You know, it's like, yeah. I totally screwed up. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute, man. He's a 18, 19 year old. Like, he's still a kid. Yeah. They're you know, he's kids. a young man or young woman, but they're they're still kids, and they're not. They they just didn't realize maybe there were so many consequences for their actions, and yeah. that's hard, man. I mean, it's a that's a tough. You know, I see I I, I see in here about it all the time, and it's not. I'm the the last guy that wants to. You know, I probably hedge too much with a kid. What do you mean by that? I just hedge too much. I get play give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they didn't know any better. Yeah. So, but a lot of guys, I have lots of friends at coach are just like, you screw up, you're gone. You missed a awesome opportunity. I got a text message this week that said, too bad this kid's going to miss out on the opportunity of a lifetime. And my, I, it's sticking in my head right now. I can read the text. It says kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it says. All I'm it's reading kid. is the word kid. Yeah. It doesn't say man. Yeah. It doesn't say adult. It says this kid is missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime. And here's the thing. That kid is missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime. Because he made a mistake? Yeah. Just made a mistake, man. They screwed up and doesn't handle his, you know, the old saying didn't cross his T's and dot his I's. And, and it was all academic stuff. You know, it just handling your problem. academics. Can't be a problem in the classroom. No, you just, yeah. You just got to show up. You show up. You got That's a big problem with a lot of kids, especially student athletes. It's, it's showing up to class. Some kids just think it's optional to show up to class especially when they get there and there's there's so many other things that they could do with their time or that they think they might want to do with their time. I think sleep is probably like the number one yeah. thing they want. Uh-huh. They don't realize that when they're up at 1230 at night <clears throat> that they could be sleeping. Yeah. I, I, we had a coach one time. Uh, I remember he just said, if you're not in bed by 11, go to bed. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's just like, if yeah. you're, it was just that simple, and it made sense to us. And, and nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing like nothing but trouble happens after eleven. He would say eleven. Eleven was the big thing, and then he was the one that kind of stressed to us. I stressed it to the baseball kids all the time. Fifteen minutes early is on time. Yeah, and that's another thing, kids. You know, doing lessons, showing up. With, I got that ingrained in my head playing out with you. It's, it's still ingrained in my head. I'm 15 minutes early for everything. That's that, But that, that just shows you that it really can play a part in someone's life. And it's irritating when someone shows up two minutes late. It it's really it, You is. start off right off the get-go thinking disrespect or don't care. And that's not fair either. Yeah, you, you know? You're not respecting their time. They're not respecting your time. Yeah. It's, it's irritating. It starts off at a bad note. Yes, and it's it's when we talk about it a lot, we tell parents we'll have a parent meeting next weekend, or excuse me, next week. I think Tuesday night for the boys coming up in the spring, and I try to explain to the parents, some of you are just late all the time, and that's okay. We don't care. We will not punish your child. Yeah, 
We're not going to sit them. They're not hitting later in the line. We don't do stuff like that because it's not their fault. But it's funny how once they get their driver's license and stuff like that, they're late all the time also. Yeah. So I do stress to them, you know, hey, I'm not mad at you. I know you didn't drive. It's okay. You have other siblings, like all these different things. But now we're going to start kicking in 15 minutes early is on time. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, it's tough from a parental standpoint. You got three kids and you got one going to dance, one going to swim and one going to baseball. And you feel more like a chauffeur than a parent. No, no you are a chauffeur. You're hundred percent a taxi cab driver, you know, hence the grandparents. Like, listen, we need to, we need one more cab in this, this, yeah, in this rotation, <laughs> in this rotation, man. But, uh, but it's just, you know, get the kids accountable and it's not, you know, it's just making them, I, I really, we're trying to teach that accountability in high school. In college. So that they, and then yeah, we're still trying to teach it in college. I was going to say, you're with it every day, Teej. You're, you're, yeah. One you're thing around. I really try to focus on is, is keeping the, the accountability within the team. It shouldn't be my job to make sure that you're on time. But if you know, guys, know your teammates are not guys who are on time, you need to keep them accountable. So know who's going to be the guys who are showing up late. Always. And keep them accountable within. I don't want to be the one administering punishments. That's not my job. My job is to prepare you physically for the game and for the season. My job's not there to punish you because you didn't show up on time. So we try to make it as team accountability where they take care of it. Team leaders are taking care of it because if it's not driven within the team, it, it doesn't really matter. They're not going to just listen to me. They're going to listen to their teammate before they listen to me. No, 100%. But it's funny. You deal with how many teams right now? Three teams. You got three teams. Figure, you know, 60 kids, I don't know, 70? Uh, yeah, about 70 kids. So you got roughly 70 kids on three teams. I promise 15 of them are late. Yeah. Like people don't realize that's the percentage of it. And it's yeah. the same. We could write down, you know, we need three weeks to be around the kids. And then we can write down who's going to be late. Yeah. You know, it's the same kids all the time. And every then we time. can write down who's going to be the first one there every time. No, who's the, I know who's going to show up first. That's what I mean. That's what and I'm it's saying. without a doubt on on time he's always there at the same time early 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 well early. that's what i'm saying if it's 6 a.m he's thinking 5 45 if yeah, it's 7 a.m he's thinking 5 45 yeah. ready to go no ready ready to roll and that's one thing like we try to you know stress to the kids and prepare for them it's like like if practice starts at two it's funny man you're getting there at 115 there's a whole mental preparation that goes on and then you have kids in college they show up at 150 and we're like what are you doing like yeah, practice doesn't start till two. No, we're at going at two. Like, yeah. like, like we're locked in mentally at two. When, when, when I was in pro ball, I mean, you think about it. We we played at seven, seven oh five, seven ten. You know, there's always this odd number, but but if you played at seven, I I don't really remember getting there after one. I really don't. I don't remember getting there after one o'clock. It was like like you're there at. 12 30 you're there at one o'clock and the game's not until seven yeah. and, you know but you're not even thinking that you know you're there and it's the sun's up and you're doing your stuff and the sun's going down and the lights come on and you're playing and and when you start processing your days it you know it, it's you know we're having we go have lunch we go to the field now what do we do we got workouts we got treatment we've got running we've got you know got our conditioning We've got, we didn't have video back then. I'm old school. It was well, kinda, now, now they got video. Yeah, no, now you can look at video, but you, um, 
or your scouting reports. Yeah, yeah, you have your, your pitchers, pitchers, catchers meetings, and then you have BP, and you have all this stuff that goes on. And then, and there were a lot of days, like especially at the beginning, a lot of days you you realize, man, I'm out of time. I didn't get this done today. And then all of a sudden you're rolling you've been, in. You've been few, yeah, you're rolling in an hour earlier. Yeah, you got stuff to do. Yeah, and you read stories. There's a lot well, of stories before on the guys. game. The game hasn't even happened. Oh no, no, we're this we're so far. Yeah, we're six hours. Six hours of pre- preparation yes. for a two you know? to three hour game. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a three hour game, and then you, you know, if you played, you did a little interview, and you grabbed some food, and you went back, and you're just trying to fall asleep. And that's those were the hard things. That's a ten hour day every day oh it was no yeah it was for sure no it was 100 percent a 10-hour day every day it was probably a little more than that those are the things that people don't see no they don't see college baseball it's it's still pretty similar it's a lot similar i mean you get it right now in pro ball they give you mondays off ironically you know any of the minor league stuff it's you play tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday they've changed it now it's like all six games are against the same team so they don't have to travel no travel so if I if I'm going if we play, you know I'm just tight you know with Alan and them he was in Gwinnett and it's like six days on the road at this place six game series day game Sunday travel back and then you have Monday off Monday off doesn't mean you don't go to the facility or the stadium yeah. it just means there's no playing. game that's yeah. all it meant. yeah you're still you're still there was working. no fun part of the day. Yeah, you're not you're not taking a free day. Yeah, no, no, there's no no, you're not free day in it, that's for sure. But that's your just day to, you know, maybe I don't know. Everything even know. back together yeah, for the next week. Kind of, yeah. And so and try to do it one week on the road, one week at home. Being at home is definitely, you know, nicer than being on the road, but but those it's just a it's a I I call it a grind, but it's a fun grind. I don't mean it bad. I don't there's grind only is so not much a bad time word. in their life that they can actually do that. There's only a finite amount of time that that's an opportunity. It's another thing you don't grasp as a kid. The small windows, parents, we say that. You have a small window of opportunity, and we're looking at it going, what are you talking about? Like, This is yeah. going to last this forever. Is forever. Yeah. yeah, this is going to last forever. Yeah, I remember the day that college athletics ended for me, and I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Swear. I'm lost. Truth. Whatever the words kids say. Facts. Yeah. Those are facts, <laughs> however they lingo it in today. Because it's it's your whole life. Yeah, it just consumes. It's all consuming. But it's you, you never sacrifice that after it's over. You're like that was that was an amazing experience. But you never trade that. Not at all. It's the memories, man. Memories are huge. They're more important than pictures. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Covering All Bases podcast. We encourage you to leave us a five star review and share this episode with one of your teammates, one of your friends, or anyone else you know that is trying to get to the next level, whether that be baseball, softball, high school, college, or professional. We want to give the best information to those who need it. So please share it out. We look forward to talking to you again soon.